everyone, and welcome back to Operation History, a podcast where history is more than what you remember. Tonight, we are back to a party of two. So we are back to, unfortunately, our regular numbers for the time being. Uh, but we've got David. Hello, everybody. And hope I hope you know, it's me, Lauren. So this episode, we're going to be kicking it back to a way that we did a Halloween episode way back when we first started. And we're going to be telling you guys a few different scary, spooky stories. So we're going to hand it off to David first with Robert the doll, everyone's favorite doll. And then I'm going to be talking about the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. So without further ado, take it away, Dave. No problem. So before I get too much into it, um, for those of you who don't know Robert the Doll, uh, Robert the Doll is a potentially spooky doll. Uh, he's been around since 1906, if I remember correctly. Um, he was originally living with Robert Eugene Otto. Now, the doll is Robert, and Eugene is also Robert, but that Robert went by Gene, so there was no confusion between the two. Robert the doll is originally from Germany, from the Stoff Clothing Company. Most speculate he was not meant to be sold, but was somehow bought. There's a couple of stories about how he came into possession of the Otto family. Some believe it was the grandfather, the grandmother, and the actual spookiest one is the housemaid got the doll for Robert and then had it hexed. The story goes, the spooky story goes, that the maid had been mistreated by Eugene and got the doll as sort of punishment. However, again, all three stories are kind of murky. The most we can tell is someone gave it to the family and Eugene was the receiver. Also, Robert the doll is in a, in a iconic sailor's uniform. That is not how he was bought. He was bought naked, didn't have any clothes on him, and the sailing outfit was meant to mimic what Gene was wearing. So they spent a lot of time together. When you called Robert, you kind of got both. The spooky part is the doll is believed, uh, and I'm not trying to spark you, uh, Robert the doll's evil spirits, so this is all out of respect and love for the doll. He would magically disappear from place to place without anyone around. So if he was sitting in a wind, uh, windowsill in one spot, he would magically move to the other side. There have been reports of deep voices speaking from a room where it's only the doll. The doll would potentially move around during the day when no one else was home but the nanny or the maid, what have you. There's a story of a plumber who was also working in the area when the doll was moving from place to place with things being thrown. When Eugene left to go to art school, he didn't take the doll with him, so the doll was locked away for a couple of years. When Eugene came back, him and the doll picked up right where they left off, and when Eugene died, 
um, during the 1960s, Robert the Doll would not be buried with him, but would remain in the house. And when the new owners bought it, not only did they get the house, but they get Robert to go along with it. Robert was always being shifty, was always bouncing from place to place. Um, the new owner loved the doll, and after selling the house, kept Robert the doll. Um, she was fascinated by the story of Robert and what have you. Eventually, she did donate it to a museum in Florida. The museum still has it, receives thousands of people looking for Robert the doll. Robert gets joints, candy, and money, um, which the museum at points is like, can you not leave your joints near Robert, please? There are some stories of him acting up, and there are some stories where he doesn't act up. Uh, he has an official handler who has not had anything negative happen to her. Uh, you can spend money to spend the night with Robert the doll, which, no thank you. Um, so that's Robert. Robert is a spooky doll, supposedly spooky doll, and that's the whole myth in theory behind him um stating for the record robert i think you're lovely i also think you're lovely robert. i think you're you're great i have heard the story of robert the doll and i like looked him up after i like listened to i don't know if it was a podcast or what but yeah um i would not spend the night with any doll that may be spooky yeah Respectfully, I have a lot of, I'm okay I have a lot of things I would like to do in my life staying at a haunted or spooky place is not one of them uh, special shout out to that handler though who clearly he likes her <laughs> he answers emails on behalf of Robert she does competitions on behalf of Robert oh she's uh, wonderful they're best friends. She reads the letters sent to Robert from kids. Oh. Uh -huh. Also responds to them. So she is a lovely lady. She's still with the museum. She goes in every year, checks in on Robert, makes sure that he's healthy, okay. his weight's up, yeah. the whole nine. Um, Respectfully to Robert the doll. Uh, if my kid was like, I want to write a letter to Robert the doll or Annabelle, you know, like, I think we're okay. The off chance that something bad comes out of this, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, so that's wild. Spooky dolls are one of my least favorite things. I think some dolls are creepy anyway. Um, so my part is we're going to be heading to southeastern Massachusetts and talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. So the Bridgewater Triangle is basically what it sounds like, like Bermuda Triangle. Um, its tagline is that it's like 200 square miles of paranormal. Like this story's got everything, UFOs, we've got cults, we've got Bigfoot, like anything you want. The Bridgewater Triangle has it for you. So, um, the, like, triangle is, I'll post a picture of it, but 
for people that may be familiar with the area, it's Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown. And the 200 square miles encompasses Taunton, Raynham, Berkeley, Dighton, Brockton, Easton, and Bridgewater. With a lot of things happening in Freetown State Forest. Like, it's like the most, I guess it's like the off spot. So sightings, yeah, include UFOs, orbs, um, thunderbirds have been seen. Um, one of the places in Bridgewater Triangle is called Hockamock Swamp. So that was a swamp that was a major base during King Philip's War in the 17th century and the 1670s, which is a whole other episode. But basically what's happening is uh, the indigenous people of the area are kind of like, you know what, screw the English. Long story short. Um, so they are like, oh, we see a lot of Native American ghost activity. You can see King Philip, which wasn't his name. His name was Medicom. But again, that's a whole other story. Which I feel like if you go anywhere where indigenous people were massacred by the hundreds, you're going to get some ghost activity. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're pissed and they have every reason to be. So mostly in the 80s, there were major like calling the police because people thought that they saw Thunderbirds and UFOs. There has been people that are like, yeah, there's a Bigfoot living there. And what's always fun is Hockamock Swamp just has a general high crime rate in general. People go there to do illegal things. <laughs> so be safe. If you're going to Freetown State Forest, please be safe because like zombies are fun and like haunted cemeteries are fun. I guess, but when people are, like, doing, like, satanic activity with, like, animal sacrifices, you might want to steer clear. And that's what's happening at Freetown State Forest, allegedly. Um, there have been a lot of just signs of, like, animal sacrifices and just people, like, not being good people to other people <laughs> in general. Uh, another thing that people look for at Bridgewater State or in the Bridgewater Triangle, is puck wedgies. So I'll know, David, if you know what those are. I have heard of them. Um, they're little balls of light, aren't they, if I remember correctly? Yeah, they're kind of like, um, so basically they end up being like indigenous folklore that gets gentrified to be like, ooh, spooky. Uh, basically, they're like these like little like, creatures like that are like meant to like be annoying to humans and from what I understand in indigenous folklore they're like the kind of annoying like they'll get you type thing and of course white people were like ooh they're scary like indigenous things that we can use to scare people um which side note um a Wampanoag person I used to work with me said that he saw one at Burial Hill in Plymouth, which is right across the street from where I work. And I was like, thanks, I'll never go there after sunset because you're not lying to me. <laughs> like, you're not saying it to scare, like, your blonde white worker who's 20-something. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so 
those guys are running around. There's one story that a guy kind of like heard his name being called and there was like a puck wedgie trying to get him, but his dog wouldn't let him go near him or something. Um, there's a abandoned hospital. I think it used to be an insane asylum in Taunton that's in the Bridgewater Triangle that's super haunted because of course um, on Route 44 in Rehoboth, which is in the Bridgewater Triangle, there is a story of a redheaded hitchhiker. So if you stop, he'll get in the backseat. If you don't stop, he will materialize in the backseat, not speaking, but laughing maniacally through your radio. And then when you inevitably like turn around or you pull over, he disappears, which is fun. I believe there's also like an abandoned bride or something and you pull over and help her. She like either disappears or she look makes it look like you hit her with your car so that when then when you pull over there's nothing there. I'm sure there's a lot of LSD in the Bridgewater Triangle. I'm just hearing completely avoid the state of Massachusetts. Yes. If you're in, like, at the top of me talking, I list, like, seven different places. Don't go there. There's nothing for you there. It's okay. I'm right on, like, the edge of the Bridgewater Triangle, I think. So we're safe. The scariest thing around here is my cat. He just looked at me like, yep, damn right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I could go into all specific stories, but then we'd be here all night. Um... One of the books or one of the sources that I use is literally called Ghosts of the Bridgewater Triangle. And he literally just goes through like ghosts and haunted cemeteries and like hospitals and all of these like creepy things. So if you want to go hitchhiking in southeastern Massachusetts and get either abducted or sacrificed um or see a ghost or bigfoot or a thunderbird then ghost of the bridgewater triangle by christopher balonzo is the book for you available i will put it in the show notes thank you all so very much for tuning in to this quick episode from operation history we appreciate all of our listeners and the support that we have received Please continue to rate, download, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your pods. It's a small and simple thing that you can do to help out the show in a very big way. If you like to interact with us, there are several ways you can do so. You can reach us at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Operation Hist. You can also shoot us an email over at operationhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can view the website at Operation History Podcast at WordPress.com. All of our sources and show notes will be in the episode description when it's uploaded uh, with the episode. Thank you all for joining us on this quick episode. And this is Operation History signing off. <laughs> Do, 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 do